Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new edition of the Ike Live Show. And guess what? We've got a good one for you tonight. Uh, listen to me. If you're watching right now, if you like kayak fishing, you're going to enjoy this show. If you like fishing, period, for anything that bites, you're going to like this show. And if you ever dreamed of quitting it all to just go fishing, you're going to like this show. We've got two very special guests tonight. We've got the one and only Robert Field joining us. We also have Christine Fisher joining us tonight. It's going to be a good one. I uh, want to let you know that this show is brought to you by a ton of great companies that make this happen every week. want to run down them real quick. Of course, our presenting sponsor, Mystery Tackle Box. It's like uh, your birthday. It's your doorstep every month. Uh, Flambeau, some of the best tackle storage systems in the world. Liquid Mayhem, TH Marine, Bash University. Great time to subscribe to Bash University if you're home quarantining right now. Tackle Warehouse, Torquedo. Man, electric-only motors? Come on. Fastest motor in the world. Hobie Kayaks, very fitting on tonight's show. Dr. Squatch. And last but not least, Founders Beer. Uh, which we're going to crack open here in one second. Crack it. Uh, this one, this is on the recommendation here of Brian Carpenter. Uh, I opened the refrigerator up here in the barn, and I said, I'm in the mood for a darker, more full-bodied beer tonight. And there were two browns, Brian Carpenter. Yes, Michael. And you suggested the Frangelic Mountain Brown. Am I saying that right? That's what it says, yeah. Okay. I, I, I like them both, but uh, hey... Get after it. Okay, so we're, so we're going to be starting with that tonight. Uh, Founders is a great beer. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday evening as well. Uh, thank you for coming and watching tonight. I hope you're going to have a good time. It's going to be a great show. Let me introduce the room. Uh, let me. I'm going to start in a little reverse order, try to change our mojo, Brian DeCarpenter, okay. since you're already uh, sitting over there anyway. Producing the show tonight, pushing buttons, the one and only Brian DeCarpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong. Hey, That's all right. Tonight. Woo! How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. We're here. We're doing this Cool. Again. I like it. Real quick, I just wanted to note that um, right before the show started, we were looking for a cable or some wire, and I saw that you, you were repurposing some of the memorabilia that's in the old studio. That's right. Yeah. To go in your bar space, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah the uh, the memorial that we that we put together with the help of some friends um, for uh, our dear friend Mark McCown. Yes. Um, you know, I feel like I should have that in my space. I think it's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and, uh, and the golem that uh, John McGraw made. The original. The original golem. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are several, but that's the original. Yeah. So yeah. basically, it's a golem with my head on it. Thank you, John. I like it. Looks pretty good. Uh, let's finish introducing the cast tonight. I see two of two of the three here right now, so I don't know if, if the third one uh, will pop up here in a second. Uh, but uh, my co-host of the show, normally sitting next to me, now he's here via uh, via 
What's this called? Bazumi? Bazoom Bait Company? I, I can't yeah. remember what this is called. Yep. The only great thing, I miss Pete sitting next to me. The only good thing I like about having Pete on Zoom and not sitting next to me is it smells better without Pete here. Ah, come Pete on. Pete farts a lot. <laughs> he toots a whole lot. He's Polish. He likes the kibasa. He gets a lot of toots going on. I'm Man. just busting your balls. The one and only, the Dean Pico, is like, Pete, how you doing tonight? Oh, he's got Dr. Squatch. He actually smells good then. <laughs> Man, I, I'm I'm smelling super fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just kidding you. How you doing, Pete? No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's beautiful, beautiful summer days. I'm watching fish get caught. My got some uh, got some reports uh, on the flats being Ooh. on fire. Ooh, catching numbers, catching big ones. Yeah, and, uh, I'm getting closer and closer to be doing that myself. I like it. I like it. Speaking of fishing the flats, uh, working IMs for us tonight, we've got Rich, uh, a.k.a. Rizzo, a.k.a. Riz, uh, who, Riz, you, you have silently have been sneaking up on Pete as one of the higher-ups or, or authorities on the upper Susquehanna River, uh, upper Susquehanna Bay, Chesapeake Bay area. What do you think about that? Oh, my God. No way. Come on, man. <laughs> No that's, way! I'm that's still, the word I'm on the still street. a greenhorn. No, that's the word on the street. Uh, I don't know what. I, I guess. I guess it's a small street with very <laughs> narrow lanes, and <laughs> certain people are walking up and down the sidewalk because <laughs> <laughs> the flats is a big body of water. <laughs> wow! No, it's. it's I, I have been down there a little bit, um, and it's it's definitely getting right. It's, yeah. uh It's a, it's a fun place to be this yeah. time of year for sure. You can catch them pretty much any way you want to. Yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of Susquehanna Flats, um, interesting, uh, Rich, that it uh, seems like the tournaments are starting back up. Uh, we've got one coming up this weekend on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. And, of course, I think Miss Rebecca is going to be up here a little later in the second segment to give us the full details. But uh, if you're watching and listening right now, the good news is the Ike Foundation Celebrity Pro-Am still on uh, for June 20th on the upper Chesapeake Bay uh, in out of Northeast Creek, of course, Anchor Marine. Uh, a few adjustments to it, uh, Pete, you know, because of what's going on. You know, it had to be modified a little bit. But I'm excited that we're still able to put the tournament on. We're still able to, uh, you know, to, to generate some some income and some steam for getting kids fishing, you know, which, which is great, you know. So I'm happy about it. So... If everybody was wondering, anybody's wondering about it, uh, go to IkeFoundation.org. Uh, it's still on. Off the top of my head, I think a couple of the, the new things are two to a boat instead of three. Um, I don't believe there'll be a big festival attached with the tournament this year, but I'm excited that we're still holding it. So uh, good news on that front. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, and this came from a note uh, uh, from... Uh, one of our one of our guys here internally is old Ike Live shows. You hear me talking about it every time and, and saying that, of course, you can go to IkeLive.com, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Stitcher. Here's some great news. If you're watching and listening right now, if you want to catch up with old shows, but you don't have all that other junk, you're a more modern, you're a modern man, it's now available on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. That's exciting. Round of applause for Jason. Who got who? Who kind yeah. of was and Rich too. Rich made that happen as yes. well. Very exciting. And Pete. And Pete as well. Good, Good job. Pete. Good job, Pete. Thank you. Thank you. Do what I can. 
All right. <laughs> just had a message. Speaking of Lake Foundation tournament, just had a message from our good friend John McGraw, uh, who said, "Yo." Pep and I are a go for the Ike Foundation. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Tom Hernishan and John McGraw fishing together. That's going to be awkward. Oh, my. Wow. That, that, well, what's the update on uh, the, the pro um, uh, participation? Do you have an update on that? Yeah, so as of right now, Pete, I, I think uh, – It's a no participation. It, it's a, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, with everything that's going on – and, again, you know, it's still a month or so away, but um, – it seemed like the right thing to do to not put, you know, a pro together with a random stranger. Just still, you know, it still seemed like the right thing to do. So there is no pro angle to it this year. So this year, like Celebrity Pro-Am, there will be some pros there. There will be some celebrities sort of participating, but not necessarily in the capacity like we did the first four or five years where we're drawing, you know, random people with the different different pros and celebrities so you know the right thing to do is if you've been social distancing with a family member or with your friend you know we're all creating these little circles now as it's starting to loosen up so that's the right thing to do is to go fish this tournament with someone that you've already created that circle with you know so um, right. i think that's the way we're going to run it but here's the other good news pete we've already got great reception i think we had 30 some entries before all this madness happened and once we announced it, I think it was uh, last week we, we announced it, we sort of trickled it out there, we've been getting entries every day filtering, uh, coming through. So it's going to be a good term. It's going to be packed. And here's the good news. You guys tell me, is June 20th a good time to be on the Upper Chesapeake Bay? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an amazing time. I mean, um, I, what to expect there. I'm, now, I haven't been, in, and I, I would love Riz to you know, chime in on this because he's been my eyes down there. And um, the grass is, is apparently growing extremely strong down there this year. So you got to be thinking the month of June is to 20th. You should be past the spawn, and it should be post-spawn action. Lots of, lots of hungry bass out there and, and toward the end of June. Hmm. Ought to be fun. Ought to be a good grass bite. What do you think, Chris? I have to agree with you 100%, Pete. Um, in my short term of – time spent down there which is you know two to two or three years everything this year seems ahead of schedule um and compared to the last two years i mean we saw grass down there in the late part of the month of the month of march um is wow. when the first you we, we started seeing the first stalks of milfoil grass floating by nobody had really identified where it might have been yet but everything is ahead of schedule um it seems that way anyway. So by June 20th, I'd say, you know, get the frog rod ready, get the swim jig ready, and, you know, put a buff on because it's going to be hot, it's going to be muggy, buggy, and they're going to be biting. Yep. And the Bass University face shields are 50% off right now. Oh, right. That is right. Get down there, represent. It's a good get product. Covered up. That's a good product to have. Uh, let me remind everybody watching right now, uh, of course, all the great sponsors that we ran down. We're giving great discount codes for all those companies. Um, use the promo code IKELIVE for all of them, and you can find that information right on the Ike Live page. If you're watching over on Facebook Live right now, listen, this is your chance to win gold. Uh, everybody in the fishing industry knows about this Ike Live gift bag. Feel that thing. Brian DeCarver, 20, at least 20 pounds. Am I not mistaken? That's right. If I call click, click. Uh, this thing is becoming more famous than 
the Classic Trophy, the AOY Trophy, FLW Championship Trophy, certainly way more important than the MLF Trophy. Uh, and if you want a chance to win this Jeez. thing, all you have to do if you're watching over Facebook is like and share this feed. If you like and share the feed, uh, Rich is going to randomly select a winner at the end of the show. Isn't that right, Rich? Yo, dump that thing out, Mike. Oh, you want me to dump it out? I don't even want to dump it. It's too heavy to dump out. I see MTB in here. I see Tackle Warehouse. I see Bash University. I see Meat Sticks from a company we might not be working with anymore. <laughs> I see uh, Liquid Mayhem. Okay. I see Flambo. I mean, there's just too much. Tackle Warehouse gift cards. I'm eating the Meat Sticks tonight. Uh, it's unbelievable. Okay. It's unbelievable. I can't, even, I can't even tell you. It's loaded. And speaking of winners, Mike, uh, we actually uh, have... Some Ike Foundation scholarship winners. Oh, uh -huh. how about this? How about that? Yes. Wow. What are we talking um, about? Um, and if if now's if now's a good time, I can yeah. announce who they who they are. Wow, let's do it. Samuel Ethan Collins oh. of Zavala, Texas. Congratulations. You are an Ike Foundation scholarship winner. Samuel. Ryan Franks of Ravenna, Ohio. Congratulations. You're a Congrats. scholarship winner. Aiden. Anastario of Sterling, New Jersey. Wow, Jersey in the house. Scholarship there you go. Winner. Home cooking. Jacob Knob of Barlow, PA. Congratulations. Congrats. You are a scholarship winner. And last, uh, finally, last but not least, Alyssa Newman of Newberry Park, California, is the winner of the Brenda Butanowitz Memorial Scholarship. Wow. Congratulations, Alyssa. That's awesome. Alyssa, good job. Well, Congratulations, a, guys. Yeah, what a cool thing, too. I, I knew about the um, memorial to Brenda, and uh, Becky had talked to Senior. Did you? Yeah, earlier in the week, you know, just to get his good graces. But uh, he was excited about it. And it's, yeah. it's great because she was so connected to the Ike Foundation yep. in the start. She was so <laughs> instrumental to helping us get it off the ground. Uh, if you go on the IkeFoundation.org, if you look at the photos on that page, I think all of the photos from the first two or three years of Ike Foundation, all Brenda's photos. Yeah. Um, and she was actually, you know, uh, a fishing teacher as well as a science teacher back in the day. She had a fishing club yep. at a high school. So it, it was. it's really cool, but it's all come full circle now. And to have a winner uh, with her name attached to it, I it's, love it's it. real cool. And she's a female, too. It's, it's yeah, really cool. I, I love it, man. It's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that, guys. Brenda was very important to all of us, and, uh, and especially, mm -hmm. you know, for my, my family. You know, she was a big part of our lives for quite a while now. Yeah, so. big time. Uh, speaking of that, though, Pete, I, d I did want to get your opinion on this real quick. And, and everybody chime in on this. Uh, it's awesome that we have these scholarships, and, and we've got all these recipients. And there's, you know high school graduating seniors all over the world right now that are thinking, what do I do? do, I, do you know, with the way the world has shaped here in the last few months, uh, are, are these kids going to be gone back to college? Are they going to take a different career path? They're going to say, do I even need to go to college? It's going to be a tough job market here in the next few years, I'm sure. Pete, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I, I see a, a lot of colleges in the news these days and, and they're, you know, they're talking about having kids back on campus. Um, you know, some are, are still in the wait and see, see mode. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, you know, the kids that are graduating this year, I, I feel, um, you know, going through that graduation after you're busting hump 
you, you get through and you make it. And, um, you know, you get to wear that cap and gown as, as crazy as it is the, that you don't get to experience that. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that's sad, but I see a lot of schools doing some really cool stuff. Like they're doing drive by graduation. Yeah. Um, you know, where kids are decorating cars and, and they're driving through, uh, getting a, you know, graduation ceremony in. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's special. I think that's a wonderful thing that they're, they're doing for these kids, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I don't know what the future brings, but it, it you know, the, it seems like we're, we're making a great stride. So I'm, I'm optimistic that the third quarter of this year, uh, you know, we're going to see some cool stuff. And I really hope that means kids get to go back to school. Yeah. I, I do too. I do too. Uh, let me remind you, if you're just tuning in to a brand new Ike Live show tonight, we've got a great show in store for you tonight. We've got uh, the one and only Robert Field uh, joining us here in the first segment. And then in the second segment, I uh, heard so much about this angler in the last few years in the kayak world. Uh, Christine Fisher is going to be joining us. Both of them have great stories, by the way. I uh, want to also remind you, Listen, we want to hear from you. Your input is so critical. Whether you're over on Facebook or if you're here on nightlive.com, uh, please hit us up on the IMs. We want to hear from you. Uh, Rich is going to be checking the IMs. I think he's got some. He's got some already that came through. And I'm going to be keeping up on the Facebook uh, and uh, Instagram I, uh, messages as well. So, Rich, we got a few IMs. What do we got already? We do. Our... Our fan, bought a Buck Stronghold Gentleman Bronco, would like us to know <laughs> that if wow. we cannot work things out with that old meat stick company, company hit up old Buck and he'll hook us up with three quarters with three quarter pounds of pure Kentucky sausage that we'll never forget. Wow, we, uh, old Buck, please send through your information. We won't put it through. We want to get some of that meat. Three quarter pounds. Yeah, we want some pounds. I, I, I'm not sure what to make of exactly how he worded it, but yeah, yeah. he's going to send us some meat. So, That's all right. Well, we um, want we so want we're, it. we're in and uh, and the ghost of Ike's bent prop shaft. Oh, he's back. My fishing adventures ended when Ike missed that turn in the Delta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, hey, one I of the many misses in my career. Yeah, there's been a few. Yeah. <laughs> Some hits, too. <laughs> uh, I got a shout-out to a, a, a friend of friend of the show, fan of the show, uh, Drunkwood Dinky on, on Instagram. Ooh. It might be related to Buck Stronghold, Joe, uh. whatever that was. Huh. Um, yeah, th th thank you for the bottle of booze he sent me a Ooh. week and a half ago. Ooh, I actually have a pretty pretty sizable hangover today. <laughs> <laughs> a week later, and Brian DeCarver calls a hangover. Well, from last night. Oh, last night. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's get the show started, I think, guys. Uh, wait, before we do that, though, uh, I noticed a cast member missing tonight. Brian DeCarver, no Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Storm. Who are we going to have the bus balls tonight? Dude, I talked to him not too long ago, and he was like, uh, yeah, 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 I'm in. I don't know where huh. he's at, but... He's, he must have got lost in his garden, Pete. Yeah, you should see his garden. <laughs> yeah, he made, a, he made a wrong turn on the way home, similar yeah. to the eight wrong turns he made on the way home from the uh, from the convention center on the last day of the Classic, <laughs> driving my truck that had three miles till empty. Dude, <laughs> we, you, you got to – now we can really bust his balls because he's not here. This right, is the best time. This is the best time. No reason. This is the best time. Do we all know that person, Pete? We all know that person that sucks with directions. And – Pete, I want you to, to you can maybe relive this story with us. And uh, one of the great moments of Ike Live is we had a chance to film 
a going Ike with the Ike Live crew. Uh, Eric the intern was with us at the time. We came up with this big concept <laughs> that we were going to do this dual fishing day. We were going to start on Round Valley, catch some trout. We're going to move over to Spruce Rod and catch some bass. It's going to be a great day. But as normal, you know, we, you know, we got a little bit of a late start, and Brian and I headed up before uh, 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 Dave and Pete. Yeah, with with Hunter and Felicia Shryock. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, so you guys. Came up, but you were you were running a little late. Had to. I think they met you somewhere on the highway, Pete. And Dave, of course, instead of you know, we sent him a pin. We sent him the physical address. We sent him a screenshot of satellite imagery of where the boat ramp is. But somehow, there's still no Dave. There's no Pete. Nobody's. And we're like, God, where are all these guys? Man, we got to start filming. Where are these guys at? And we're actually out there fishing, and the texts aren't coming through. Yeah. Pete, pick it up from here. What what was is Dave the worst with directions or is it, what's going on? <laughs> he's he's like that classic guy that that won't stop and ask for directions. You know, he's uh he's you know. always got a theory on why he's going that direction. Like, yeah, he kept trying to convince me that he that, that he needed to turn right when <laughs> really he needed to turn left after I had made that drive twelve times that week. Yeah. Same, oh my god. Same drive. Yeah, he, we're uh, we're lost, and I catch up with him. We we're asking people where the lawn tramp is, and fortunately there were some people around. And Dave's like, "Oh, let's ju just 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 drive into the sun. We'll find it." Yeah, well, yeah, he called us. He called. He, he called. called yeah. He called me, and we're fishing. We're on my boat. We got uh, Hunter and Felicia are already filming, and he calls me. I put it on speakerphone. Me and you were in the same boat. Yeah. And and I had him on speakerphone, and he, he's driving. He's like, "Well, which way is the ramp?" I said, "Well, which direction is the sun on your left or your right?" And he's looking for the sun. Oh, dude, it was out of. He's like, "Drive toward the sun." Yeah, drive toward the sun, then make a left. <laughs> he, Dave, Dave, Dave has what I like to call pretzel logic. You know, he, he comes up with his own math, his own science. He, he, he makes up his own rules. It's 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 all according to what he, you know. Wow. And it never makes sense. We all know yeah. that kind of person. Uh, and also, speaking of Dave Brods, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Brian and Carpenter, our friends over at Fear Fishing uh, Podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did a really cool segment with uh, Brian and Carpenter, myself, and Dave Brodzik. Talking about growing up together uh, as kids, fishing, and it was cool reminiscing. It that was, was a cool show. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, I had a good time doing it. I did, so, too. Uh, if anybody's listening right now, go back and check that out on Fear Fishing. Uh, I'm sure they have it posted somewhere. Uh, let's get this show started, I think. And before we do, of course, as always, we want to send a thank you to some very, very special people. Of course, our military, uh, active and veterans, men and women, Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy, crazy place. The uh, world's crazy right now. Uh, firemen, police, EMT, uh, doctors, nurses, frontline people. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's crazy right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. And anybody that's still working during this crazy time, thank you guys for keeping everything going and rolling for us. Uh, hopefully tonight's show will break the monotony of what's going on a little bit. Maybe you'll laugh and learn something. So that's the goal. Um, Here's the here's a good thing. Uh, before we get Robert on, I want to say this to uh, to Pete, Riz, and Brian Carpenter. Our two guests tonight are the absolute epitome of most people's dreams of what they want to do 
of, of you know, when they grow up, you know, like these dream jobs. And I, 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 I know Robert. I know Christine. I also researched him a little bit. And both of them, Pete, quit the monotony of normal life, you know, to pursue their passion of fishing. And they've done a wonderful job of it. I mean, they literally get to fish every day. They travel the world, travel the country. I mean, this is, the, this is what millions of people in the world dream about doing. They say, God, I wish I could do that. Isn't that awesome, Pete, that, that you, know, you have people that actually have made it a reality? Isn't that crazy? I, I think it is amazing, and it's, uh, it, it's a tremendous thing. And I, I remember I – do you remember, Mike? But I remember – when it first happened to me, I, re I remember, you know, when I was going to college and working, I never thought that it was even a possibility yeah. of fishing for a, a living. You know, I just loved it, did it every moment that I could. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every weekend, every night. And then, you know, the tournament thing came around and, and, and I qualified to the next level and, you know, I remember, I remember that enthusiasm, that moment of when I was going to turn in my, you know, letter of resignation. Yeah. And, and I was going to go for it. And I, I got to say, it was the most amazing, you know, euphoric freedom sensation that I yeah. ever had in my life. Yeah. And, and I was so excited. Um, and at the time, you know, I, I can't, I don't know that I had aspirations to win tournaments or win the classic. I, I just, at the time I, I was just so uh, appreciative and my goal was to make a living fishing right and and that's where i was with it and now i see that you know I, these these two uh people are walking that same path it's awesome and um and just having an amazing time of it i you know i interviewed christine a few times and you know what she's able to do in the kayak field and, and the payouts that they have these days are just amazing and, and I really love what Robert's doing, you know, yeah. I mean, you just talk about the, the, the freedom to just travel the world, see all the different parts yeah. of the country, fish for all different species, just for the pure love of it. Uh, it, it, it's really, uh, I, I can appreciate what they're going through. I think it's amazing. And I uh, can't wait to talk to him tonight. Yeah, I, I can't either. And in fact, uh, you, um, you can you can wait another second because we've got him on right now. Uh, <laughs> and and I can't wait to talk to him here on Ike Live tonight. And our first guest joining us on tonight's show uh, is the one and only Robert Field. Join us on Ike Live. What's going on, guys? How, How you doing man? tonight? I'm good, man. How are y'all? Oh, we're we're good. We're good. How is first first things first. Uh, we've asked everybody this the last two or three weeks. How's quarantine? How's this weird, strange time treating you? Has has it has it changed what you've been doing? Have you altered anything? What's been happening in the last four to eight weeks for you? Uh, yeah, really, it hadn't affected me too much. I, I kind of lucked out. I was in Panama for a month and then New Zealand for two weeks and I kind of got back to the States like right when things sort of kind of getting crazy. So right. uh, sort of dodged a bullet there getting stuck abroad and then since then I've just had a bunch of editing to do and so you know being forced to self-isolate instead of home has actually probably been 
uh, probably not a bad thing for me. So all in all, I'm still able to fish where I'm at. So it hasn't affected me too much in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to pick up, Robert, right before we got you on, uh, Pete and I were talking about the feeling of, of deciding, getting to a point in your life and deciding that you've had enough of – you know, your, your normal life, you know, what you've trained for, you know, and Pete, Pete went to Rutgers. Uh, he was an engineer with a great paying job. Um, I had a degree in public relations advertising. Um, and you know, for a lot of people in the world, millions of people in the world, it's a dream. It's something they go to sleep every night and they say, God, I wish I could just get out of this rut and do what I love to do. Right whether it's fishing or whatever it is, to do my passion. And I, I, I want you to take me back to that decision because you went through it as well. Pete did it. A lot of people have done it in the fishing world. But you were at a point in your life where you just said, man, I've got a great degree. You went to a great university. You had a great job. But you, something happened, and, and, and you said, and you said, I, I want to... I want to pursue my passion. Take me to that moment. Tell me about that moment. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, I've got a master's degree in finance. Uh, thought I had it all figured out. Was sort of climbing the corporate ladder, at least at a decent pace, I thought, at the time. And um, basically, I guess the turning point for me, I think like a lot of people that kind of take a leap and take a chance and uh, on doing something different, uh, was really kind of a low point for me. Um, I sort of had a, came to a crossroads of sorts. I uh, basically, uh, I was living with a girlfriend and she and I, it just didn't work out. And so uh, I ended that and I thought that, you know, after five years, she'd be cool with me, you know, sticking around until I found a place to live. That was, that was not the case. That's not how it went down. So uh, suddenly I found myself without a place to stay out on the curb, went and crashed on a buddy's, buddy's couch and then went into work the next day. And I actually had a pretty good relationship with my CEO and I had planned on asking him to, if I could crash at his place till I sort of figured things out, went into work the next day and like five minutes in, he asked if we could, we could talk and basically he fired me. Um, so then suddenly I found myself newly single and unemployed and, wow. uh, homeless, <laughs> so to speak. And, uh, about two days later, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself, but trying to figure something out. And then, uh, my dad gave me a call and, uh, turned out my, my uncle had committed suicide. And so, oh after, you know, in four days, my whole kind of life turned upside down. And, yeah. you know, I'd known for a while that the finance world was not getting my juices flowing or yeah. however you want to say it. Yeah. And, uh, was feeling sorry for myself again. And, you know, drinking probably more than I should have been for a couple of weeks and until yeah. a buddy invited me over my friend Rex and he's a fellow kayak angler and YouTuber also and he called me I think he just could tell my voice that something was wrong so he invited me down told me to come down hang out let's do a little fishing let's just let's just hang out and chill yeah. and uh while I was down there I told him everything that happened and, and he really kind of helped me open my eyes to you know looking at that as an opportunity he knew that I'd been looking to to make a move make a change and you know, he pointed out to me that, you know, hey, Rob, you're you're now single, unemployed. You know, you got this new perspective on, on life and how short it is. Right. I mean, it, he said to me, this is as good a time as any to take a chance, take a leap. And, I mean, what do you got to lose at this point? And, 
that really resonated with me. And I went out the next day and, and called my sponsors. At this point, I had made maybe $100 lifetime from fishing and uh, didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, but yeah, just started calling sponsors and telling them, hey, I want to do this full time and I need your help. And uh, luckily, they all kind of they all kind of rallied behind me. And I'll never forget calling my my mom and telling her, you know, hey, I know we, you know, I got this master's degree and we had big plans, but I think scrap all that. I'm going to do this fishing thing full time. And she yeah. was like, okay, yeah, sweetie, that's, that sounds great. But how are you going to make money? You know? And, uh, I didn't have a good answer for it at the time, but you know, just kind of went for it. And yeah. here I am. What? Four years later, four and a half years later. Wow. Getting it done. Wow. What a, what a story. I, I, I had that same conversation with my parents when I came home and told them that I was going to go fishing after spending all those years in college and working and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it 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 didn't go over that well either. You know, it's hard, it's hard to work through that. But ha so you were doing this before, like you were working with YouTube and you had sponsorships and you had a lot of the pieces in place already before. You yeah, to an extent. Like I said, I wasn't making any money per se, but I but I had the the videos had kind of started taking off and this hobby kind of started to seem like maybe it had the potential to to become more than that. Um, I had zero plan, zero roadmap, but I've just kind of been stumbling my way through it ever since. <laughs> well, it looks good. How long have you been at it? Um, I've been, let's see, I started doing the videos seven years ago and I was in grad school and working full time. And it was like any chance I got out to go fishing, I'd do that. And then I'd be up till, till three in the morning editing videos for, for nothing, knowing I wasn't making any money. Um, but I guess it's been about four years since I kind of oh. took the leap and, started doing this full time now you're out catching 500 pound marlin <laughs> uh no that not that one i was i was filming that 500 pound marlin catching them on video that's you, my good buddy you were part of the team man i'm i'm yeah. counting, i'm counting that for you <laughs> <laughs> it, de it definitely takes a village and the angler adam he would definitely he'd be the first to admit that uh he'd have been in some trouble had we not been out there with him so that was crazy that all worked out though well how this far is did that fish pull him um, yeah, he hooked it maybe about a mile and a half offshore, right in front of the lodge that, uh, I'm actually pretty heavily involved with this lodge out there in Panama. I go there. I spent about a fourth of my year out there. He hooked it about a mile and a half offshore. And by the time we turned around in the boat, after he, uh, landed it, we were 17 miles offshore. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Sleigh ride for sure. Yeah. That's crazy. That was drag. Uh, that was really amazing watching. footage. I saw it had a couple million views. And watching those marlin had, jump, a five hundred pound marlin just breach like they like that so many times, and you caught it all uh, on all your cameras and stuff. It, it, it was just it was amazing. I watched it with my son today, and uh, and now he wants to go marlin fishing, of course. <laughs> but uh, our very our very own Zog just chimed in and said that he's going to Los Buzos next year. I hope I said that right. Los Buzos. Yeah next year to kayak fish wow yeah exactly intern he's headed out wow that's awesome man that's awesome yeah i uh i'm out there three months a year and um two of those week two of those four weeks that i'm out there uh at a time we've got 12 clients each week and we take them out kayak fishing now we don't like that marlin video uh, i'm trying to tell people like if you want to come out and be a client that's not how we operate <laughs> we don't hooking a 500 pound fish with like two dudes and just like 
old man in the seat every day. When we got clients there, it's much different. Uh, we've got a little more under control. That was just us three guys out there having some fun, but um, it's an incredible place. And yeah, we've just, we've had so many people out there just have fish, you know, fishing trips of a lifetime. It's, it's an incredible spot for sure. You ever caught a Marlin, Mike? I have not caught a Marlin. I would love to. That's on my bucket list. I have not caught a Marlin yet. Well, we'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to make the trip down to Panama, the Lake Live crew. That'd yes. be good. Yeah, we can arrange that. I can make that happen. Like I said, I work pretty closely with the owner. I'm actually building a house out there right by the lodge uh, on some of the – the owner's got a bunch of property out there. So, yeah, before too long, you guys can just come crash to my house. I'll tell you where I had the key with or without me. Y'all are welcome anytime. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, I want to switch gears – Robert, and I want to talk to you about um, kayak fishing uh, because, you know, you, there's a lot of people making a living uh, fishing. You know, they're, they're a professional angler, whether it's through a tournament, saltwater guides, uh, industry reps. There's so many different ways to make a living fishing. And you chose to do it mainly through kayak fishing. Talk, talk a little bit about that because that, that's, that's a special thing. Um, and there's a lot of people watching this show that haven't tried it yet. There's a bunch that have, but why kayak fishing? Why, why, why are you a kayak angler and not in a big boat or a bay boat or a skiff or why, why kayak fishing? How did you get into this thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So I, um, I've got kind of a, I guess a different story than, uh, a lot of people that are sort of in my position, I'd say, um, kind of what I was alluding to earlier, like I did not grow up fishing. I didn't fish as a kid really at all. Um, I really wasn't even very outdoorsy as a kid. It's something I definitely discovered later in life. And so I really started fishing from a kayak, like period. So uh, actually a, a YouTube video around the time I, I broke up with that girl um, was really just kind of looking for a hobby. Like I had all this new newfound free time and uh was just looking for something to do. And I decided I wanted to do something outdoors. And I stumbled upon this video uh, of a guy, Drew Gregory, who's pretty, pretty uh, influential guy in our sport. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he, it was this little 11 minute video, just a couple GoPros on his kayak, but he was going down the devil's river in Texas, which flows into the, basically the Rio Grande, uh, Amistad, Lake Amistad down the Mexico border. But uh, I was watching this video and I mean, he's catching smallmouth, he's catching largemouth, there's rattlesnakes, he's out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And it just, I just remember watching and just thinking like, that is an adventure. Like I want to do that. And I think for me, again, not growing up fishing, not ever really having aspirations to be the next Iconelli Bassmaster winner. I just, I just like getting out there and feeling uh, like I'm on an adventure, man. And, and I really enjoy the kind of nature aspect of it all. Like I love going out in these ecosystems and kind of just blending in with, uh, with my surroundings and, you know, wildlife aren't skittish around kayaks. It's, it's really just kind of a different experience. And so, uh, I really kind of started kayak fishing more for sort of the adventure side of it and just to get out there yeah. and sort of accidentally fell in love with the angling part of it. Um, almost as a side effect, I'd say. So yeah. for me, it's just a different experience. I always joke that, you know, you go out for a day of kayak fishing. If you don't catch any fish, like you still went kayaking. And for a lot of people, that's, that's the whole sport. That's their whole hobby. So yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's just a more intimate experience too, catching a fish from a kayak versus from a boat. 
uh, or even from the bank. I think it's just kind of a, it's just a different experience. I mean, you know, you've done it. Oh, uh, yeah. But when that fish is, when that bass is jumping out at head height, you know, it's then and, and pulling you around a little bit. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I just can't get enough of it. I also just like being the captain of my own ship and not having to be in the back of the boat going where some other guy tells me we're going. So yeah. Yeah, I, I love yeah. it. And I, I'd say during, especially now, you know, I'd say in the last two months, um, I got back from, you know, our tournament season was canceled. And when I got back home, I had all this time to kayak fish. And I've done more kayak fishing personally in the last four to six weeks than I've done in a long time. And and you hit it, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's fishing at the ground level where, you know, it's, it's being in the face of the fish. It's it's all that. Um, and talking about self quarantining, self isolating. I don't know if there's a better way <laughs> to do it yeah. than on a kayak, you know, by yourself. Uh, but here's the thing that I love about it. It ties into to my next question, which is, it's a lot more accessible, y- you know. And and honestly, you know, people are watching this live right now. People are going to go back months from now listening to this podcast and again they're they're dreaming robert they're the guys that are saying god i wish i could do that that's my dream and what i love about what you're doing in a kayak and through through your travels with your rv as well is that it's very accessible you, you know which i love like you know we've got a lot of great friends that are you know they have saltwater boats that are 48 foot and they need a dually to tow it and they have to every time they fill up that gas it's like a three thousand dollars to go offshore and you know and i love those guys and i love what they do but it's not accessible to the common man right it's it's that's a that's a dream that's too far out there right unless you're like little john or little wayne (laughs) or little jojo you know what i mean but for the average guy when they're looking at what you're doing, they're like, shit, I could do that. I've got a kayak. I've got a little travel trailer. I've got a pop-up camper. We've already got a fifth wheel. That, that lifestyle, what you're doing, is very accessible to the common man. And I, and I love that about it. Talk to me a little bit about your, your lifestyle a little bit because I think that in itself is a dream for a lot of people. You're, you're really honestly what I call like a a real, a true gypsy, in a good way, I say that, in a good way, because your camp, your camper's your home, your kayak's your office, you get to travel, you, you know, it's, it's this very romantic thing, like our, uh, Eric, the intern, who used to, uh, used to be with us uh, a few years ago, is doing a lot of the same stuff you're doing now, and he's, he's loving life. Tell me a little bit about that lifestyle, because it's very, very intriguing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, in terms of first, in terms of accessibility, like uh, a lot of people have asked me, you know, how did you start fishing seven years ago and four years ago, make it your job? And uh, when it comes to like my the show, my video content, I think that accessibility and uh, it being relatable, the things you're touching on is is exactly it. Um, I think that like you said, kind of the, the lower barrier to entry, not having to go buy a hundred thousand dollar boat to do what I do is definitely a huge part of it. And then I also think that because I've only been fishing for seven years and I mean, most episodes like, so 
I think tonight you got the perfect two guests because you've got Christine Fisher, who is just like yeah. an absolute stick and one of the best anglers. I mean, I've got just tremendous respect for this gal. Uh, and then you've got me, who really like self-proclaimed rookie amateur like most of the time i don't know what i'm doing in fact most episodes start out and it's like hey guys robert field here again and you know today we're going for sturgeon and i don't even know how to spell sturgeon but this dude does <laughs> and we're gonna go out and just figure it out and i've kind of got a knack for i'd say you know i call it beginner's luck but whatever you want to call it i've got a knack for kind of figuring out new fisheries and stuff like that but i think people watch it and they're like God, if this idiot can do this, I could definitely do this, you know? And so I think that's a big part of it, for sure. Um, in terms of lifestyle, yeah, I've been living in, I'm in it right now, uh, I've been living in this uh, travel trailer full-time uh, for two years. It was two years in November. And for me, it was kind of just sort of the next logical progression, evolution of the show, so to speak, you know, yeah. field trips. It's about traveling around, and I found myself, run around all these different fisheries and doing these road trips. And I'd come back home, like just to do laundry and then get right back on the road and head out. And so eventually the kind of light bulb went off. That was like, you know, if I could just bring my house with me, yeah. I wouldn't have to come back to some home base. I can just keep traveling and, and move on from, from one fishing trip to the next. And uh, so, yeah, just kind of decided to do it. And, um, you know, I had tons of reservations and a lot of apprehension. I was, I was scared. I mean, the same reason I think a lot of people look at what I do and say, gosh, I'd love to do what you do. I wish I could do what you do. And I mean, I tell all of them, you can't like, again, I've only been doing any of this for seven years. I, I taught myself how to film and edit one Google search at a time. Like I don't, I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. And it's like, if I can do this, anyone can. And I think that it's, I don't think, I know that it's fear, uh, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of the, you know, this decision blowing up in our face that holds people back or keeps them from taking a leap like this. And like, I want people to know I was not like, I'm going to move in an RV and it's going to be amazing and nothing could possibly go wrong. And yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like none of those thoughts happen. It was just a constant, this flood of, Oh my gosh, what if this, what if that, how am I going to do this or that laundry internet and all these things. And, uh, it's funny how, all these worries that I had. And I mean, I guess this is how we work. Like all these worries forced me to kind of prepare for these things, but uh, all the things I was worried about going wrong, zero of them came to fruition. And wow. uh, all these fears that I had ended up being completely unnecessary. And uh, you know, nowadays too, like with Google, I mean, you can Google full-time RV life, which is what I did. Uh, I actually paid my little sister. She's in grad school. I paid her to, do like a little research project for me on, on full-time RV living, but you Google full-time RV life and every, I mean, there's a million blogs, and blogs and articles and guides. And I mean, just anything, any way you want to receive the information, it's all out there at your fingertips. And uh, doing that, it really kind of helped me sort of cross off the unknowns and, and what to do. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's scary. And I think that a lot of these people saying, gosh, I'd give anything to, to live a lifestyle like yours. I think most of them probably aren't being truthful with themselves. They probably wouldn't right. really enjoy my lifestyle. And I think the ones that really would, it's just, it's just fear that, that keeps them from doing it, but they certainly can. Again, I don't know what I'm doing. I had never been, I maybe been inside one RV before I moved into one full time. Yeah. So you yeah. don't need to be an expert at anything. It's just about putting your mind to it and working hard, doing a little, doing a little, you know, research and preparation, but honestly, man, I love it. And 
everyone keeps asking me, so what are you going to do when you finish all 50 states? Like, where are you going to settle down? And I'm like, man, I, you know, I didn't even fish seven years ago. So like my five-year plan is pretty much non-existent. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And and I, I can relate to the, uh, to the RV thing as well. Uh, when our, uh, our son was born nine years ago, uh, Becky and I at the time had been traveling, just staying at hotels and houses and all that, that whole nonsense. And I remember us when our son was born said, we have to find something better. And we, we did the same thing. We were thrust into it just like you. We went out and got our first RV and didn't know what we were doing. Literally pulled into the lot, hooked it up. I knew how to hook up a boat. So I knew how to hook, you know, we could hook it into the back. After that, we didn't know anything. We had to learn on the fly. But it is, you know, I can tell you that it is an amazing way to travel. It's, in my opinion, an amazing way to live uh, is, is that life, that, that on-the-road life, if, if you're doing it, so much better in an RV or, or a camper than it is doing the hotel thing. So I, I definitely, definitely like that a lot. Um, let me remind everybody watching and listening, if you've got a question for Robert, or if you've got a question for anything you're hearing tonight, Please hit us up on the IMs. They're open. Also, uh, you can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Ike Live Show, and I'll be checking some of those as well. Uh, let's, let's bring Riz back and see if he's got anything coming through on the IMs. But before I do that, I want to call Riz to the plate real quick. Riz, would you drop everything <laughs> next week? Sell it all. Sell everything I'm looking at, your house, sell all your assets right now. It's you, a pop-up camper, and your boat, and you're going to go hit the, the tournament trail. Would you do it? Do you have enough balls to do that? I would do it out of my truck. I don't even need the camper. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Pollock style. That straight face. No wow. shake in my hand. I would, I would 100%. I mean, if it was if, – if, if I believed in my fishing ability enough, because I'm in a different, you know – like Robert's aspirations were for YouTube and you know, that whole thing. <clears throat> my, my drive with, with fishing is it's a, it, when I found competitive bass fishing, it fulfilled a void that I, that was gone when I stopped playing baseball in college, I didn't have that competitive factor anymore. So tournament bass fishing filled that. But if I thought that I could compete with the big dogs, then I would do it. But one step at a time. We're not there yet. So okay. I think <laughs> I think a, a more important question uh, for Riz is, um, you know, Robert, what, what's what's the dating scene like out in Panama? <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's critical. And New Zealand, that's critical. Yeah, much better in New Zealand. Panama is solid, but we're out in the jungle, like five hours from the city, literally in the jungle in a village. So yeah. Potential wives are, are few and far between, for sure. Riz for might sure. be a problem. We all have pretty girls under the water, for sure. Riz, F <laughs> F Festina might be your companion in Panama. <laughs> That's funny. Eric Goldstein on Facebook says, you know, you talk about the fear of taking off and, and doing this, and that's what keeps people from doing it. And his fear, his biggest fear, is his wife killing him in his sleep. That's he, a good fear. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> he makes that move. Yeah, the whole Bobbitt incident. That's, Bob Lorraine, that, whoop, Lorraine Bobbitt. Bobbitt. Yeah, had his penis pulled off. Yep, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a valid fear. That's one thing I didn't have to worry about. I'm, I'm single, no kids. That certainly made it a simpler decision to make. I wouldn't say it easier, but definitely simpler. Uh, but at the same time, I know several families with 
several young kids that, uh, that do the full-time RV life. So, you know, maybe baby step it, you know, get one, do some little weekend trips and a small one. And then, uh, you know, when you convince her that she likes it, maybe then pop the, the question again. Love it. You got some IM questions, Riz? I do. Um, uh, the non-sponsoring the non meat stick wants to know, <laughs> Robert, how did, you first, how did you first start acquiring your sponsors? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, my first sponsors came to me, I guess. Um, yeah, really, once my video started taking off, basically I had a, a video that, I don't know, helped make me infamous, I guess, uh, notorious, I don't know, but I... Uh, I uh, was just doing these videos for fun, like a hobby, and, and I I don't know what it was, but I just got in my head, like, before I even bought the kayak, I decided I was going to catch a sizable shark from said kayak before I even had it. And at that point, I think I had fished in the ocean zero times in my life, um, did not know anything about it. Five months after getting my kayak, I had been fishing for sand bass and, you know, largemouth and whatever, and I decided to go down to the coast and... Um, yeah, go try to catch a shark. And, like, unfortunately, it worked out, and I caught a pretty big shark. It towed me around, and then afterwards, I ended up flipping my kayak because I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, this lady, Barbara, who owned this little seashell knick-knack hut, Barbara, she was watching me in binoculars. She told me later because she thought, what idiot is out here kayaking in this weather? Uh, little did I know, I didn't even check the weather forecast, which shows you just how much of a newbie I was, but there was a tropical storm developing off the coast of Texas and uh, went out. It got real rough. I was out there, ended up flipping. She saw me, she panicked, called the coast guard. I ended up, was able to write myself back up. And as I'm coming in, like helicopter flies overhead, these guys rush up to me on the beach, wondering if I'm, I'm okay. And uh, anyways, that video kind of took off, got the shark, it flipped me, yada, yada. And uh, I think it's got six point something million views now but that wow. was really kind of a catalyst for my channel and then uh yeah kind of sponsors just started coming to me i think that nowadays if you want to do some variation of what i do and I, video is definitely not for everyone like i i spend more time more hours editing than i do fishing for sure so i think a lot of people I think some. i think a mistake that a lot of people make just in life looking at anything like what i do is they they imagine themselves on the summit, not wanting to have anything to do with the climb. Yeah. And I think a lot of people see me doing these videos and, and making a living at it, getting to travel and fish, which is awesome, but they don't see the climb. They don't see the behind yeah. the scenes. They don't see all the editing that I do. And I'm certainly not complaining or looking for sympathy in, 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 at all, but it's like, I think a lot of people think they want to be a YouTuber when, if they really saw what, you know, goes into it, they probably wouldn't. And that's okay. I think nowadays, if you can build a following, sponsors will come to you uh, until you're ready to start going after them. And there's a million ways to, to build a following nowadays, whether it's written words, videos, photos, I mean, anything, podcasts. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, you know, kind of find your media, you know, whichever one. And, and it's like, just try, just try new, I mean, trying new things is how we figure, find these passions. And I always say that, like, you're never going to be happy until you find that thing in life that's what you're supposed to be doing. And the only way to find that, typically, I think we stumble into it. And it's just by trying new things. Like, I, I started fishing at 25 years old for the first time and just fell in love with it. Like, I just knew 
this is what I love. This is what I love to do. And, yeah. uh, until you got there and just trying new things, you're like, you're never going to find it. I think that's half the battle is just figuring out what you really want to do in life. And I think a lot of times we get kind of tricked or even trick ourselves into thinking, this is what I love to do. This yeah. is what I love to do. When again, the climb starts to wear on you. And I think you got to find the climb that, that you love, love to do, yeah. not the summit that you yeah. want to imagine yourself on. And I enjoy the editing. I enjoy that process. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that answer. I don't even yeah. remember what now the that, original question was. It, <laughs> just rambling now. This one, I think. No, it was. Does, it, you hit it. You hit it on the head. And uh, there's actually a good follow-up question uh, for that from uh, New York Chris. Um, with with having YouTube and sponsorship income. Um, how do you divvy up your time and where do you put your effort more into YouTube or sponsorship or both? And how do you manage that? Man, that's, uh, as soon as I figure it out, I'll get it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's tough. I would say that the YouTube income, um, is, can be very substantial for me. It's, uh, uh, it's more of a minor part of my income. You really got to get to where you're putting out videos like a few a week. And I mean, really hitting like a million views on most of those or hundreds of thousands on all of those to really make a comfortable income on YouTube. So that's difficult. So I definitely think a balance is good. YouTube can also be very fickle. The algorithm, I mean, I put out videos that I think are incredible and they don't get many views. And then I put out videos that I think are garbage. I just got to get something out. And they take off. And so it's very unpredictable and it's not very consistent. So uh, you really got to explode to be able to just rely on YouTube. So because of that, a long time, not a long time ago, but maybe three years ago, I decided I was going to focus more on sponsors, working with brands whose products I believed in because I felt like that was more kind of reliable income, I guess, if you will. Um, but it's a challenge. And I mean, when I first started out, like I said, I had made no money in fishing when I first went full time. And, uh, you know, many, many ramen noodles lost their lives that, that <laughs> first year. And uh, I remember selling a GoPro that I really needed to film the show just to pay rent at, uh, one month. Um, it's a struggle. So what I would say is that if you're getting into YouTube videos, YouTube fishing videos for the money, you've already lost and you're already, you've already doomed yourself for failure. I think the, the, one of the keys to my success was that when I first started doing this again, I was working full time and going to grad school at night and doing these videos just for fun, just cause I, I just enjoyed doing it. And I think that comes through. And I, and I know I can think of several people off the top of my head who have, um, asked me for a lot of advice kind of along their journey and, of those several, like two of the three, their, their questions were constantly about money. Whereas the third, it was more about how to, how to be genuine to their audience, how to appeal to people, how to, how to make their content. So more people would see it. And the person of those three, I won't name any names, but the person that never once asked me about how do I make more money, uh, has ended up being the most successful of the three over the past year and a half, two years. So, um, yeah, to me, if you're worrying about the money before you get started, you're probably not going to be successful. So I would, what I would say is, if you enjoy the video work, get after it, do it, expecting to make no money. Uh, I didn't make a dime for my first three years doing videos. And if you work hard enough at it and stick with it, I think the money will just come. That's, that's basically what happened to me. I kind of accidentally started making money. Yeah. So. All in love with the process. Yeah. 
Yeah. The climb, baby, the climb. Yeah, you got to love You got to love the work. And you got to love it. A quick question, because I noticed your videos. Uh, and the thing that you solved is the audio. And it's the thing I wrestle with. Uh, and you got good, you had some really good audio on, you know, those GoPros, wind, wave, surf. What's the secret, man? Yeah, man, I don't have a good secret, honestly. It is definitely the most challenging thing. And I also would say that it's a very, very good question because I think that audio sort of indirectly is the most important thing because your personality is far and away the most important thing in videos. Like, people don't connect with fish. They don't connect with the song you chose. People connect with people, and they want to see you being a person. And the only way that you can really be a person and show your personality is by capturing your own audio. So... Short answer is it's super important and I don't have a good answer for you. But what I do is you'll, you'll notice in my videos, I've got one. Actually, I'm going to grab one. Hold on. You'll notice in my videos that almost every time I'm talking, if I'm on the kayak, especially just because the options become even harder once you're on the kayak, as opposed to a boat where you can reasonably be assured you're not going to flip over or get soaking wet. Uh, but usually when I'm talking, I'm wearing one of these. So this is the action hat. Actually, my buddy, coincidentally, this is a great segue, my buddy Rex, who when I was going through that challenging part of my life, the guy who kind of opened my eyes to this is an opportunity to do this full time, to take a chance. Rex Del Rey is his name. He invented this thing. He's got a patent on it. This is the action hat. And it's, uh, and I, I don't make any, I'm not like plugging this. I just, this is what I use. But this is an action hat. It's got a built-in GoPro mount on here and it floats. This foam in here makes it float. So if it falls off your head, you're not going to lose your, $400 camera, but basically I take the audio from this camera that's on my head and I dub that underneath the, the video facing me. And so when you put a GoPro on like a boom of any kind, any wave or wind or anything you drop on the kayak, it's going to reverberate through that boom and it ruins the audio. This one being so close to my head and being kind of facing the way my voice is projecting, this is where I get the crisp audio. So not a perfect solution. But it's kind of dual purpose. This is where I get my audio from. And two, if a if the marlin jumps out to my right when I'm not expecting it, I turn my head naturally, and naturally the, I, I frame that whatever I'm looking at. This thing kind of follows the action, like even when you're not trying. So, wow, um, that's where I get my audio, and it works. It works reasonably well. Cool tip. And look at look at Rich taking notes right now because he's an aspiring YouTuber. He's taking a lot of notes. Uh, I I did want to catch up on a few on. Uh, uh, our social media accounts as well. And we've got uh, Tony has a question for you. And he says, um, love the catch and cook stuff. Do you have more of that coming? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the catch and cook stuff is like far and away consistently the most popular stuff that I do. So, yeah, yeah. I actually just I love cooking anyways. And uh I realized recently just what a missed opportunity, how many times I've been catching fish and then cooking them off camera. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically at this point, if I'm catching something that's worth eating, I'm going to keep it and cook it up in the show for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. I think what's your not, favorite freshwater? I don't think enough people are doing that. I kind of love it. Freshwater? Yeah. What's your favorite freshwater fish to eat so far? Man, I've been on like a crappie kick lately. I like just learned how to catch crappies. So, uh, definitely been doing that. And then, just three days ago, I was up in Oklahoma, and we were we kind of did a little smorgasbord of seafood, if you will. We caught, um, we kept some sand bass, some walleye, and some spotted bass, 
And I cooked up the walleye and sand bass, which will be in like this week's episode. And I've still got the spotted bass, which so the lake we were fishing, there was there's no limit size or number of spotted bass you can keep. That's how many, like that's how plentiful they are. You could keep a thousand if you if you caught them. Uh, so we decided we kept like four. Um, so I think I'm gonna do a spotted bass catch and cook. Really, more than anything, maybe just to ruffle some feathers. I think a lot of people. I know. I know you guys. I know you guys have seen this happen, where someone posts up like three bass on a stringer and gets just like attacked on Facebook. And I, think, I think a lot of that is like just out of ignorance. Like, really, it's healthy for a bass fish for a fishery for the bass population in any body of water, really, to remove to cull some of these smaller bass, and yeah. so. Uh, I think this whole stigma that if you kept a black bass, you're like the devil is just <laughs> silly and honestly counterproductive. I think yeah. uh, a lot of fisheries just need to have some of these removed. And really the spotted bass on Broken Bow Lake where I just was up in Oklahoma is a great example. I mean, there's so many that they didn't put a limit on it. That just tells you. Uh, and we caught a ton of them, not that big. And, and there's just too many of them in there. So yeah, I'm going to do a little spotted bass catch and cook. We'll see. The YouTube comments will be interesting. If anyone that wants to do video, if at any point you ever get a big head, start feeling like a big shot, start feeling like you're the coolest guy on the planet, just read your own YouTube comments. <laughs> they will bring you back down to earth. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of having a big head, uh, that gets to the next comment. And I, I, can't, I can't say whether this is the real one or not, but <laughs> this one's good. The real Scott Martin says... Oh, son, I got in YouTube for the fame, money, and bitches, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's from the real Scott Martin or not. You must Probably. be doing something different than I am. Man. I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I hope that the was the real hey, Scott girl, Martin. You ever heard of YouTube? That line never works. Zero <laughs> percent <laughs> uh, success rate, for me at least. And then I also wanted to... Uh, I wanted to read these comments because I've been seeing these on every social post lately, on my site, on Ike Live, on everything. And it's the same text, just different names. This one comes from Edwin TJ and Kevin Mart, who says, I'm grateful to Bright Banner One for picking me from nothing to something. I saw his post, and I sent him a message. Due to my poor background, I invested $500 in binary option trading with Bright Banner 1. Within four days, I cashed out at 5500 Today, I'm a professional binary earner. Thanks, Bright Banner 1. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> Why does this keep coming through with my social media feeds? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's Bright Banner? I have no idea. What is this shit? Yeah. What, I what? got a master's in finance. I can't help you. That's oh my God. Far removed. <laughs> what is this Bright Banner? That's uh, spam. Oh man, Jesus! But it sounds like a hot tip. I'd probably go for it. I'd probably put <laughs> ten times that in there. How are you? So, so Robert, how how many of your YouTube comments do you read? Uh, I read every single one of my. I reply to every single one of my YouTube comments, which is Ooh. really like a full time job in itself. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, every every time I'm pooping, I'm just like pissing through <laughs> YouTube comments. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, look, I go like five times a day, so it works out pretty well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I reply to everyone. So anyone watching, listening, um, obviously you can reach me through through the Ike Live social media. He'll relay those to me. But also, if you check out one of my videos, ask any questions, comment, whatever, 
100%. I will see it and you will get a reply. Even if you're nasty, actually, yeah, I uh, yeah, reply any, to the ones that are. Any, any tips so on dealing with the douchebags? Yeah. Cause we need tips here because Brian, the carpenter wants to fight them all. <laughs> he, he, gives yeah. it, he gives them directions to meet them in the, in the second woods. He I, wants to fight. I, them. I hate stupid. <laughs> I just kill them with kindness, man. I, uh, Pete. I'm big on that. That's like, a Pete technique. You know, there's a bunch of sayings about arguing on the internet, but for me, it's sure. like you'd be you'd be amazed how many times someone will be on my YouTube and they'll comment just this string of expletives. This just you're a this that this. Oh. You're I hope you're and just horrible things. Huh. And then I'll go on there and reply and be like, "Hey, brother, sorry you didn't enjoy it. No problem. You didn't dig it. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for checking out. Anyways, have a blessed day." And you would be amazed. I bet 40% of those people that I'm talking, the people that comment like the nastiest things, Instant fans. Yeah. they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think you actually would see that. I forgot you're a real human. Like, I just <laughs> sorry about that. I don't know yeah. what I was. And yeah. I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? But uh, either killing people like that with kindness does one of two things, either it converts them into a, a fan or subscriber or whatever. Or it just pisses them off more, which either that's like a win-win to me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're just trying to get a rise. And you always, I don't I always say, don't take it personally. Like those guys are come are talking to Robert Field YouTuber who's like not a real person. They don't know me. They're not talking to me. So I just I just don't even take it personally. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to deal with all that. Uh, uh, I I I do want to say real quick. I want to say, oh wait a minute. Do I see right? Hold on. Robert, we're joined by our last member. He got lost, I think, in his own garden. It's so big. We've got the one and only Dave Bozic, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Uh, Worf, joining us tonight. Worf. Dave, how you doing? Dave. Yo, hey, what's up, guys, man? Yeah. I'm finally invited into the party. What happened? Were you lost in your garden? or <laughs> Must have slipped past security. <laughs> yeah. Hey Mike, I'm having a real hard time hearing you. Is that something that's been going on tonight? Oh, uh, that's that's a Brian the Carpenter issue. I can't, I can't, because I hear the guests like perfectly, but I can hardly hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Same as last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magnum PI stash is looking strong there, brother. Uh, thank you, thank you. I'm bringing it back, man. Well, that's actually been back, so yeah. I'm just jumping on the bandwagon. Looks better every week. Uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been. I was tearing up the yard tonight, Mike. Kind of why you didn't get to. Uh, I just finally finished up, dude. I was hanging some lights. I'm going to show you what I got going on. Oh, okay. Ready? Hostile, yeah. Hostile takeover. That's it. So here we go. I'll turn it around. Hanging cafe lights over top the uh, patio section right wow, here. Wow, looking nice. Here we go. Getting everything on a timer. It was real cute, but. Uh, <laughs> I finally got the timer working. Took two different timers to uh, to get the one that actually doesn't go from dusk till dawn. Like you can actually just do like a two-hour window and stuff like that. Wow! So look at that. That I, was I, what I was doing all day, pretty much this whole weekend. And Brian, you'll appreciate this, dude. Ready? See my my wall. I'm ready to appreciate. <laughs> huh? I'm ready Come to on. appreciate. Ah, oh, look at that. Looks good, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah that was all. That was all weekend. Sorry, fishing fans. I know you don't give two shits. About wow, no, this is this was a good walkthrough. This was a good walkthrough. I feel like I'm in Longwood Gardens. What's that? 
He said he feels like he's in Shortwood Gardens. Shortwood Gardens. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. All right, Dave. Longwood Gardens' little brother. Yeah, Dave. That's the one where you can actually hear people talking. Maybe right. I don't know. Right, Dave. We got you on at the perfect time. So the entire show, we've been talking about how Robert has taken this dream and turned it into reality. And there are millions of people that would love to live this lifestyle. Give us your version of it, Dave. How? Just kill it for us. Let's break it down here one by one. Why you shouldn't do this. <laughs> Why? What, Mike? Because I, I, Mike, I can't. I can hardly hear you. I'm sorry. I'm not turn trying to get ass Turn my tonight. volume up. You're fine. It's Dave. Oh, okay. Everybody else is. But I can problem. hear everyone else, dude. I just, all right, Mike. What was your question? <laughs> Last time. Do you want me to sign it? Give it to him one more time, no. and then I'm hanging up on him. Okay. Uh, why shouldn't people pursue their dream? Uh, why should or shouldn't? <laughs> shouldn't. Okay, see, I hear Pete perfectly fine, Brian. Don't get mad at me and hang up on me because you can't figure out how to turn the volume up. Oh, we just hung up with him. That's That was easy. All right. That was easy. He's not going to give that. Uh, back to you, Robert. Well, back to you, Robert. No, I, I, I do I want to uh, – I'll spin that a different way, which is – and you've already touched on it, but um, for everybody watching that thinks it's this very easy – thing and it's it's a great life and you're you're doing what you love and it's your passion but it is a lot of work too right it's it's a lot of work you've got uh, 200,000 oh, subscribers on youtube a lot of success sponsorships but it's it's work right it's hard work as well like you're you're working every day you're hustling it's not this isn't like where you're just like ah, ah. it's 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 work it's hard yeah. work absolutely i uh I tell people all the time, like, I work way more hours now than I ever did when I had a nine to five, um, yeah. without a doubt. The difference being most of the time, it doesn't feel like work. And now there's definitely exceptions to that. Like, I think I, social media has got this, the problem with social media is that everyone looks at everyone else thinking like, oh my gosh, this is their life. I'm seeing their life in these little box pictures it's not. You're seeing the, the best. You're seeing the, the cream on top of their life, the stuff that they think you're going to love seeing. Um, I've got challenges and struggles and long days and long nights, just like anyone has. I've got setbacks. This whole COVID thing um, has had quite a few setbacks to my income earning. I mean, I'm not immune to this either. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there suffering way worse than I am, so I'm definitely not trying to, no, not looking for a pity party, but yeah, it is a lot of work. And I mean, that's yeah. kind of what I was alluding to earlier is that like the climb, it ain't all sunshine and hook sets. It's not <laughs> just rainbows. Um, I've had plenty of struggles. I've had plenty and plenty of moments and times and days when I thought like, I can't do this. It's just yeah. isn't, yeah. I can't do it. It's not worth it. It's, it's too much work, not enough money. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I've had all those doubts. And I think that if you don't have those doubts, with whatever you're doing in life that you're just like oblivious or just choosing to ignore it. But you know, like living the dream, I am living the dream. People tell me all the time, man, you're living the dream. And I would agree. I am living the dream. The problem is that most people don't really understand what the dream is. And what the dream is, is a lot of work, um, for mediocre payoff, at least, uh, financially. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just part of it. Yeah. But, uh, 
again, difference being is that I found the climb that I enjoy. And so 16 hour editing days just don't really bother me yeah. all that much. So yeah. 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 Well, that that's awesome. I, I can tell you this, uh, uh, watching your YouTube stuff, you're, you're inspiring to a lot of people, uh, whether they want to pursue it or whether they're looking for an escape from reality. Uh, your content is, is super, man. It's, it's awesome. I love watching it. I know a lot of people love watching it. Uh, Robert, we're going to, we're going to let you go here in a second. Before we do that though, uh, for people watching that haven't found your YouTube channel yet. I want to make sure they know what that is. And then also, you've got a couple other things going on with travel. We mentioned a little bit earlier with Zog coming in for a trip, but tell everybody, they, they can actually get a chance to come hang out with you and do a little fishing in some really cool places. I want you to talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you want to find the show, if you want to check out uh, the video work, um, you can go to YouTube, type in field trips in the search bar. It'll suggest field trips with Robert Field, uh, or you can search for Robert Field. That's the name of my channel. Uh, I'm also on Waypoint TV. If you guys have that, it's an app on every platform imaginable. Uh, and I also put my full episodes on Facebook. So you can find my Facebook page, Field Trips with Robert Field. And then, yeah, if anyone wants to come fishing with me, uh, I'm not a guide, really, but... Uh, I do these trips in Panama. If you want to have a fishing trip of a lifetime, we have taken so many people out that have never been in a kayak. We have taken, I personally have taken at least a dozen people out that have never fished in their entire lives. Um, and we will take you out into the Pacific Ocean uh, off the coast of the jungles of Panama. And I, I'll never forget this gal that we took out. I'll never forget what she said. She said, I didn't even know what a rooster fish was until I had it on my lap. And she had like a 40 pounder on her lap. She got <laughs> and then her husband and then her boyfriend proposed to her the last day of the trip. So ladies, you're welcome too. You might even get a marriage. Out of it. Wow. Look at that. Uh, that must be yeah. some good fishing. Holy smoke. <laughs> yeah. That was a special one. And it was cool because he, uh, he didn't know how to tie can't remember some knot and she actually knew the knot like not from fishing not from fishing i don't remember how but she taught him this knot and he ended up tying her up a ring out of fluorocarbon and proposed to her on the beach the last day of the trip it's really cool but uh yeah you can come out to los buzos uh riz said it right los buzos uh, again i'm building a house out there i'm out there three times a year for at least a month each time i love that place it is the most heavy place i've ever fished and again we take people of all experience levels you don't have to be familiar with kayaks it's it's easy. We will, we got it dialed in. Um, then you can also through a company that I'm a part owner of fish village. You can come fishing with me in a number of places. We do kayak fishing trips to New Zealand, uh, Cedros Island in Mexico. We do a mothership trip off the coast of Southern California out of San Diego, go live on a boat for three days around San Clemente Island. We do trips all around the world. And I'm on at least one of those trips in each location every year. You guys can book that with me. Um, that's fishvillage.com if you want to check that out. But, yeah, Field Trips with Robert Field. Good. Check it out. I hope you dig it. Comment on my YouTube. I will reply back, even if you're nasty. It's okay. <laughs> Forgive you in advance. Robert, can you make a YouTube video about how to make that fluorocarbon ring? Because I have <laughs> some buddies that you know who you are. If you're watching, you're getting ready to tie that knot, son. And that fluorocarbon <laughs> knot will save you some cheese. You're falling on a budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll message you the, the, the knot. Yeah, no problem. Or you could no just problem. tie Pete's knot for everything. There you go. It's pretty standard. <laughs> That's a pretty solid knot, Pete. 
it, it's very popular in Panama. <laughs> right, right, down south. So this is popular as coconuts. Um, Robert, can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, it's so so good having you on here, and uh, I, I know people are watching and listening right now, and they're. They're just, they want to be in your shoes. You're very aspiring to those people. So uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. No, thanks so much, man. Um, yeah, it's awesome being on here. Thanks for having me. And uh, anytime, man, just let me know. Uh, we got to do some fishing. I, yes. I'd like to do some fishing with you. I, I, the whole, you said something earlier, which is the whole thing where, you know, you're not the expert. You like you like being thrust into situations that are uncomfortable, dude. I love that. When you said that, I'm like, shit, that's that's me. Because honestly, I feel like that's at this point in my life, I'd rather do that. I'd rather be doing something that's new and and fresh. I'd rather be the student. So I'd love to do that with you one day. I really I really would. I would uh, I jump on that to share share a kayak with you. You know, share an experience with you. So. Uh, definitely. Let's let's hook it up. It'd be be my pleasure, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm heading north towards the Great Lakes, so I know that's not too close to you, but uh, I am kind of heading your direction from Texas uh, this year. So, yeah, man, maybe we can meet up in the middle somewhere or, or whatever. If nothing else, man, we'll get you down to Panama. I like Fuck. it. I think we can make it happen. Uh, there you have it, everybody. Robert Fields on Ike Live tonight. Thank yeah. you, Robert. Thanks hey, for having me, man. Go easy on those spotted bass fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Already getting the hate comments. See that? <laughs> Pete's throwing it at you. <laughs> wow. Pete, that's the uh, meanest Pete thing Rez. I've ever heard you say to somebody. <laughs> Pete and Rez, great meeting you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Great Robert. having you, man. I'll be watching. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. Good luck. All right. Y'all be good. All right. Pete with the fish taco comment. That was pretty mean, Pete. <laughs> That's as mean as I get, I guess. Well, since yeah. Dave's not a part of the show, we need somebody to be the dick tonight. It's you. <laughs> Dave, Dave got escorted out. Yeah, I know. He did. He forcefully <laughs> escorted out. But to, to tackle his uh, question there a little bit, I, I want to hear you, Mike, weigh in on this too because I was on the road – you know, and I'm still on the road a fair amount now, but not as much as I used to be. But for about 15, 17 years, I was on the road. Yeah. And uh, the two the two biggest thing, the biggest thing for me was it's lonely on the road. Yeah. A lot of times when, when you're fishing, uh, practicing for tournaments, I'm sure it's with him. He's filming. He's got to get these fish captured. And, man, I know when I was preparing for tournaments, a lot of times the only person I would talk to is the person at the convenience store in the morning selling me coffee? Yeah, you know, yeah, for for weeks at a time, and so being away and that 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 part of it was was a challenge, you know. Yeah, and uh, and and then the financial, you know, scenario was the biggest challenge because you you don't have the security of steady income. You got you know income that comes in in waves, and you got to learn to manage that, and um, you know, so you're you're out on your own. Those those are the two biggest obstacles I, I I in my experience being on the road. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I mean it's either you know, it it's always that wrestle between it's the best thing in the world and the worst thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think uh I, I at, for me, a, as I get older, it starts it's be, becomes it's become more intolerable 
as I've gotten older, you know, but uh, it's hard, you know, the travel, you got to figure out ways to make it work. You got to figure out ways to, to alleviate some of that negativity. Uh, but I, but also I want to swap it the other way, Pete. I remember it being the best thing in the world, you know, being alone, you know, not having the negativity of what's going on at home, you know, uh, okay. for some of those years in my career, you know, there was shit going on at home that I didn't want to be around, and it was an escape yep. from that, you know, and that's that's a positive. And the other thing about being on the road, and I, and I feel like it happens, it happened more when I was actually driving than competing, but it it gave me a lot of time to reflect on stuff, which I, which yeah. I think is important in, in life, you know, and I can remember, you know, a, a two-day drive home from a tournament, and you reflect on what you should have did in that tournament. You reflect oh, on what you want to do in your career, your branding, yep. you know, and you start to make notes. And I know, Pete, you're big on that, too. And I, I've always been big on that in my life. But I would, I used to do it on paper. Now I do it on my cell phone. But after being on the road for a week, I come home and I got a list of ideas and notes and all these amazing things yeah. that if I wasn't by myself, I don't know if I would have come up with these things, you know. So it's got yep. positives, too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That, that, those drives, man, your mind would just wander and go places. Uh, a lot of those things that you and I have built together oh, yeah. were ideas that on we, drives yeah. that, that we, we found on the drives. And, uh, and I, I promise you, you know, I have a few wins under my belt on the professional fishing world, but in my mind, I have won every single tournament <laughs> on, on that drive home. I have solved every pattern, figured out every mistake. Mm. Yeah. It's wonderful when you can figure it out before the tournament's over. Yeah. Unfortunately, it most often happens after the damage has been done on the ride home. That's right. That's right. And, and, and Pete, uh, you hit it right on the head. A lot of those drives home when me and Pete would be driving home, We'd be on uh, on the cell phone talking to each other on these long drive homes. A lot of them were productive. Not that one when we stopped in Atlanta and went out to Buckhead Ridge partying that <laughs> night. Uh, I'm going to forget about that one. Uh, <laughs> let me remind you, if you're watching tonight, uh, we've got a great show. We've still got a whole other guest for you. We've got Christine Fisher join us in the second segment. Also, want to remind you, the beer of the night tonight was a Founders Frangelic Mountain Brown Dude, I am in love with this beer. I cannot wait. As soon as we do this commercial break, I'm getting another one. Woo. It's unbelievable. Also, in the second segment, we've got a MTB live unboxing for you. Only live podcast that does that. Probably. It's going to be great. Probably. We don't really know that. But uh, listen, hang in there with us. When we come back, Christine Fisher and more Ike Live. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that 
Underwater footage, I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an oxygenator and G-Juice, and keep your fish alive. Uh, a little sneak peek of our demo run. This is the first time we put the boat in the water. We got to test out our live on our plumbing. We also ran our Torquedo for the first time. Got to see what this thing can do in the water. It's insane. Uh, we're out here on Mike's Lake, July 4th weekend. Check out Mike's reaction, it's priceless. Dude, oh my God, dude. Electric. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Success, dude. You are clearly the fastest boat in South Jersey. I win. Pleasure going. I won. <laughs> <laughs>